Hey everybody, Abriana here. Welcome to another episode of Young Black Equestrians, the podcast. Today we are talking to Felicia Chandler. You may remember her from America's Next Equestrian Star Dressage, where she won the competition and trained under Olympic rider Robert Dover. Or you may know her from her successful training program based in Wellington, Florida. Either way, Felicia joins us today to talk about her path to success and the importance of mentorship in the horse community. Stay tuned to hear the latest from Felicia Chandler. You are listening to Young Black Equestrians, the podcast with your hosts, Abriana Johnson and Caitlin Gooch. We've been starting off each episode with talking about what we are thankful for. Um, So if you want to tell us one thing that you are thankful for today to start off. clarity that I've gained recently um I just posted one of my horses on Facebook for sale I've never sold any of my horses I still have one of my first horses um but I am gonna get rid well rehome two of them so I'm thankful that people are interested in her (laughs) oh I don't know I haven't been on Facebook um all right what am I I am thankful for the beautiful weather that we have been having because I am working on, I, for for some reason, well, I mean, for some reason I decided to paint my horse trailer myself. So I have been working on sanding it down and priming it so it can be painted, but I have not made a decision on what I'm going to paint it. So... I'm just glad the weather's been nice and I've been able to get that stuff done. Um, So I can paint it sometime soon. That'll be fun. (laughs) And you don't want to be blazing hot while you're doing it. No, no. I mean, we only... I only had a little bit of time to do it today, but at least it's not pouring down or raining. Um, Alright, so Felicia, if you want to just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, kind of where you're located, what your current discipline is, current horse, that kind of situation. Okay. Um, all right, well, I'm Felicia Chandler. I am located now in Wellington, Florida. I'm from Wichita, Kansas. Um, I've been riding since I was eight years old, and I am currently 37. I do dressage. Um, that is my main discipline. I do flat ride for some of um, the hunter and jumpers in the area as well. Um, and uh, my current mount is Dracula de Avon. Um, right now, he is in Oklahoma being collected. Um, uh, so do that every now and again um, so that he can continue his breeding career as long as his riding career as well and they don't um, 
each other. If you if you if you have a second, uh, for some of our listeners that are not familiar with reproduction, what does collection mean? I know some people would be like, they're going to collect him in Oklahoma. Hmm. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. So, um, him, he comes from, um, Adelon Equine, and they are a reproduction, um, they're a reproduction facility in Winniewood, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and they stand several different stallions there, and some of the stallions, you know, come and go get her pregnant. Um, pregnant. <laughs> yeah. So, um, they're very good at what they do. So, instead of having anyone else, you know, collect him, we sent him home mm-hmm. um, to his people. And then you know that it's done correctly, too. Um, there's certain ways to handle stallions for breeding that keep them uh, in line and still uh, behaving when you go to shows and such. You know, you have to be careful how you handle um, competition stallions when collecting them so that you don't create um, a, a horse that is unmanageable around other horses. Yeah, and it's, I guess, also nice to return him to someone who has a vested interest in his success, yeah. you know, because you don't want to just, you yeah. know, just anybody be like, oh, you know. I don't care if he yeah. hits hits the phantom or, you know, these people have a vested yeah. interest in him doing well. So that's that's a nice arrangement. Yeah. Alrighty. So, so you said that you um started riding with when you were eight. Were you um, you know, just ask your parents for lessons or how did you kinda get started? Um, I'm still in touch with my first riding 
So do you have another job or do you work with horses full time? Mm-hmm. You know, it was, um, you know, it has been doable. Um, I'm still learning, you know, every day. Um, and uh, so it's, it's been awesome. 
So so what exactly is your business? Are you like a trainer or are you just writing for other people? My business has been, we, you know, offered boarding, we offered um, training, we offered sales, mm-hmm. and um, also showing mm-hmm. of, of client sources. Um, so we pretty much offer the, the full package of whatever you know, is needed. That's pretty awesome, and I'm actually super excited that you're in Wellington, because I have family in Wellington, and uh, yeah. and right outside of Wellington, so I'm like, okay, road trip! <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, that is pretty awesome. So, as you know, this podcast is called Young Black Equestrians, so if there has been any challenges that you have faced, you know, being either a woman or a black woman, you know, just a minority in the horse industry, can you discuss any of those? There's always, I feel like it's always challenges when you know that you know, what you're doing. It's, it's never always like an easy road, you know? Mm-hmm. Um,
mm-hmm. and they'll, you know, then offer me, you know, horses, um, you know, into training and things of that sort as well. Um, but, um, like, of course, most of my, how do I say it? Um, I don't know, I don't know anything of the word. I don't want to say notoriety, but I'm mostly known for, um, like your people repu- because of the, the TV show years ago, you know, and then people have followed me since then. I'm uh, sorry, what? <laughs> Rewind. What TV show? Um, it was called The Search for America's Next Equestrian Star, Dressage, and it was put on by Robert Dover, and I won the, the show. So. Oh, wow. That is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, you know, that's where here especially in Wellington have known me from mm-hmm. you know um, but that was many years ago so um, you know staying active in the community and you know getting horses out there to show and you know those things you know are important um, but there is um, I feel like there's always you know, kind of that underlying thing where people feel as though, you know, you you can't possibly have the experience because of the color of your skin, you know? Um, right. And so, you know, and it is what it is at that point. And, you know, I've work with the people who do believe in me, mm-hmm. work with the people who do believe in my talents, and, um, and that's what you have to do. You can't worry about, you know, the others. Yeah, yeah. This is true. That is the truth. Is your son interested in riding? He is not. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's how it is with my oldest. <laughs>
Yeah, it's probably because they realize that he really has no expectation for of them. You know, he's just like, I just want to brush you. <laughs> I don't want to put you to work. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she can probably sense it in his spirit that that's all he wants to do is touch her ears and move on with his life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She he's just always had a way with the horses. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, the skittish ones, the ones that are, you know, have their little quirks and things like that. Um, and as, like, even as far as my stallion, like, he's always loved my kids. I can That's cute. That that's adorable. Is your stallion the only horse that you own or do you have several? Mm-hmm. And um, she is 
you know, to do big things, you know, with that opportunity. So I'm super excited about that. She's going to have a baby, and then she'll be ready to start her career. So that's um, awesome. That's where I'm at as of now. Of course, I have, you know, client courses as well um, Mm -hmm. that are fun. I look forward to getting in the ring with those courses too. As far as my personal courses, I'm super excited about what the future holds. Yeah, that sounds sounds exciting, especially having babies. That's <laughs> that's fun. Babies are always fun. Since we've been Facebook friends, I've just noticed like an essence of like mentorship around just the different interactions that I've seen. I just want to talk about kind of the importance of mentorship kind of in the equestrian community and in your life and how you have passed that down or, or have become the mentor to kind of the next generation? Well, for me, I feel like mentorship is super important in any aspect of life just because it helps not only to guide you, but helps to give you confidence in, you know, things that you want to achieve. You know, I have had people, you know, do that for me, um, you know, the lady I call my horse mom, you know, she is usually straightforward to the point with me when she thinks something's a good idea and when it's not a good idea and she will, you know, be the first to tell me. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I've had a host of other um, influences, you know, throughout my career. And, um, of course, you know, my grandmother has been the biggest influence um even though she's not a horse person and she didn't know anything about this world until i got into it um but she's been um an awesome mentor just helping me to get through it all you know she is older so she's dealt with everything from you know her great grandparents and such you know were at one point and then mm-hmm. she dealt with segregation and desegregation and all these things that she's seen throughout her lifetime so um, she brings a lot of clarity to different situations right. you know I may you know come up against I feel like that is important to pass on to others my family's always been about giving back to the community and you know to help others and so I've always, you know, been that way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have, you know, taken the position as a mentor over the years for many years. <laughs> um, I one la- young lady that, you know, I met in high school and, you know, she was so much younger. And I've known her since she was maybe like six or seven-ish. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, now today she has a very um, successful operation and she is a successful rider and I'm super proud of her. And then I have other, you know, people who have just, you know, walked in my life throughout different times. And and I've taken pride in being able to mentor, you know, them as well. Um, I do 
you know, um, where they're coming from. And I, you know, take pride in, you know, being able to help them um, navigate their way through. And, um, and I'm, you know, I love to see them flourish and, um, and succeed. And so I do think it's super important. Um, I do hope to one day have an organization and a barn where I can, you know, um, teach, um, you know, at-risk youth and teens and, you know, offer them a safe setting, but also a setting in which they flourish and they'll be able, you know, to learn not only how to ride, but also if, let's say, they don't want to go to college, you know, they learn different types of um, skill sets to help them be successful in life, whether yeah. they want to be a barrier or different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also would like to have a something attached to that where the kids that do want, you know, to go to college and move on and such like that mm-hmm. will be able to get scholarships or earn, you know, scholarship money and things um, of that nature. Um, so, you know, I still have dreams and aspirations that I haven't reached, you know, yet, um, yeah. but hope to in the future. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I feel like all of that. Yeah, yeah, we are down with the cause. We're we kind of have the same kind of um goals, you know. And we actually just did an episode with someone who was not an equestrian, but he was an African American male that just acquired you know twelve acres and has at risk youth out there, you know, beekeeping and tilling the land and you know just getting back to their roots kind of um so we just talked to him about that that whole process but it's it's really amazing kind of what you can do once you have the resources or have the Mm know-how you know because i mean like how 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 do you acquire these large pieces of land because i mean they're horses you know you know, I was looking for a place to live and, you know, the first thing I told the realtor, I was like, I want five to eight acres. And she's like, okay, well, <laughs> what do you want the house yeah. to look like? I'm like, we'll worry about that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is, this is what I need, you know, and I'll clear it out if it's woods, you know, that's not a problem, but um, it's just, you know, kind of a learning curve that we were just talking about as as we experience these things ourselves, kind of teaching the next generation or at least making it obvious or making it public, kind of how mm-hmm. some of these things go about just to make it easier for the next person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I almost feel like we've gotten lost right there, you know, about mm-hmm. setting the path and making the path easier for the next generation to come along. Mm-hmm. I feel like we started to get stuck and just worrying about ourselves yeah. and not worrying about, you know, um, how we're setting things up for the future, you know, and it's, yes, people will do it for their kids, but it's not, I'm not seeing as much anymore that people look out for other people's yeah. children, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, and I think that you know, we really have to open our eyes and our hearts, you know, to to 
situation and um you know and do better yeah and i also think it's it may be you know like a like self-preservation kind of you know just as for our people like this is what i got it was really hard to get it let me hold on to it with dear life like i don't want to tell anybody because i don't want to ruin it yeah (laughs) i don't want to i don't want it to you know come under scrutiny or something like that just because the way that i got got this was either unconventional or you know just like you said like that stereotypical you must not have enough knowledge to deserve or to be where you are Mm -hmm. so I feel like that has a lot to play into it but you can't change a stereotype if there's no examples you know if it's not out there you know visible seeing kind of this is like a shift in what people are doing you just can't change it like that Yeah, like, I mean, I wouldn't say discrimination, but but that when you walk in a, in a arena or in a barn and the stairs, like, what's she here for? Yeah. Right. What's she doing yeah, here? Exactly. <laughs> or, you know, the thing is, is when I'm in, you know, in my barn and someone's coming to my barn for maybe to check the barn out or, you know, or maybe they want to try and, you know, sell or some new thing that's, you know, on the market and, you know, whatever, they'll walk in and they won't come up to me. Mm-hmm. They'll go up to a client and it'll be my client that has to turn and be like, no, she's, you know, that's the trainer, that's the person you want to talk to. And usually the look on their face is of, a, of you know, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't do research on who you're going to see, then right. then you already lost. But yeah. maybe there's... The assumption, you know? Yeah. The assumption of it. And so, um, you know, but <laughs> Yes, that is the truth. I think there's just, um, especially now, because, like, it's 2019. I think there's just a huge disconnect. Even though, like, when we were younger, there was a lack of representation. And then even now, it's becoming more visible, but people aren't looking at us like, okay, like, we're the ones representing these arenas. 
in these yeah. areas, you know, even though we all have dis- different disciplines, but they're not looking at us as that rising rep- representation. And then there's just a disconnect between like what they know or maybe thought of or were told what black people are or were. Um, and as far as, you know, like the horse community, because people are either going to assume that you're cleaning up the horse manure or you're a groomer or mm-hmm. you're the one that's just like on the farm helping they're never going to really assume that you're the one that owns it or is actually facilitating things mm-hmm. and i think that's just a disconnect don't know why it's there yeah completely i don't know why it's there but it is yeah yeah that is the truth that is the truth have you always ridden dressage, like that first barn that you went to when you were eight? Like, have you ever, did you dabble in different disciplines before settling on dressage? I did. I did um, eventing. I did some hunters and some jumpers. I even went and rode a few cutting horses. Um, so I've, you know, played around a bit, but I just, I love uh, I love dressage. I love the, you know, that um, it was not easy, that it was a lot of different components that needed to come together, you know, to make it work. Um, and I love the challenge of it, you know, and that um, you, you know, I go in and I compete against myself each and every time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to make myself better, to improve, you know, my scores from the last time. And um, and I just love the journey of it. So That's pretty awesome. I am still not saying that you have to do this, but I am still waiting on a freestyle to back that ass up. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that go viral. Do it for the culture. Yeah, do it for the culture. <laughs> I think that would be... I've seen people, like, switch the music. Like, the the, yeah. the choreography obviously wasn't to that song, but they just switched the music. Um, but that would make my whole life happy. <laughs> just the instrumental, though. <laughs> So, um, what advice would you give the aspiring equestrian? The advice I would give to aspiring equestrian would be to chase your dreams, research what it's going to take to get there, and you know, set your plan and go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and do it now. Don't wait. You yeah. Know? Do you train individuals as well as horses? Like, do you give lessons? Yes, I do. Um, I usually teach clients that already have their own horses. Mm-hmm. And then a 
train as well and I enjoy training. I think that's my favorite of all. Yeah. <laughs> I like getting to know the horses, learning their personalities, um, you know, figuring out their quirks and, you know, how to help them find their confidence in helping them to be successful. I think it's it's fun and I love that about, you know, teaching you know, my clients too, you know, and helping them, you know, to find the success that they want and reaching the goals that they have. So Yeah, that's awesome. That is fun. That is awesome. Well, I sure do appreciate you taking the time to uh talk with us today. I appreciate you having having interest in what I do. Of course. Thank you for listening to Young Black Equestrians, the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for updates. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. See you next time.